Hello everyone and welcome to that one time we read manga where now still three friends decided to read manga together and share their thoughts on it. My name is Tim and fun fact for me this week, uh, there are only four words in the English language that end in D-O-U-S. That is tremendous, horrendous, stupendous, and hazardous, which are four words I would use to describe this manga. Oh my goodness. Ooh. That, you like that? You like that? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm shaking. All right. Right? That was a lot to take in. All right. Came um, out with a shook. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. So, hey everybody, my name is John, and my fun fact for the day is going to be one of two things. So, gentlemen, I'd like a vote. One or two? Two. Two? Two. All right. There is now a Wawa coming to North Carolina, which means it is now heading to bridge that gap between Florida and Virginia. And if you don't know what a Wawa is, it's like a Sheets, I guess. But worse. Yeah, but worse, in my opinion. Ooh, that's a hot take. Wawa yeah, sucks more than Sheets. Hey, hey Wawa sucks everywhere. Uh, I, yep, you know what? I, I've traveled the whole U.S. I can say I like Sheets more than Wawa. Ooh. Oh, people that grew up on Wawa, they swear by it. But I'm, oh, I'm yeah, telling you, I, I'm a Sheets we boy. Are one I'm a Sheets now. boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Sheets man. I'm a Sheets boy. Sheets um, boy. Well, my name is Nate, and my fun fact for today is actually about the mangaka for JoJo. Um, so the reason that JoJo has such crazy poses is because Araki takes inf- heavy influence from French art, and there is a French art style that looks at the S-pose of a human, like, shape. And that's why he does all that. It's actually it's actually a nod to French art. Oh, good for him. That makes sense. Good for him. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy poses in JoJo. And mm-hmm. they're just giant walls of meat yeah. posing. <laughs> like, I mean, JoJo through and through is, like, there's a lot of European uh, pull in there. But I didn't know it was, like, specifically, like, tied to French style. So that's kind of cool. And American. Um, There's a lot of American influence. And oh, yeah, a sure. lot of Italian Renaissance as well. I have a lot of Iraqi facts. Sense. I like him. <laughs> that makes, that nice. makes sense. Yeah, Iraqi's the artist there. Yeah, For whoever doesn't know what a mangaka is, we haven't used that. I suppose yeah. we have not, but we will moving forward. I could yeah, see, maybe we should. I could see people getting confused when you say Iraqi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, so yeah, if that wasn't, uh, again, Duncan, another week, Duncan's no longer, uh, with us. He's in Europe. Um, I said no longer with us. It's like he's <laughs> oh gone my around. goodness. No, he's just in Europe. He's fine. Hold on. Let's uh, be clear. We haven't talked to him today. We haven't talked to him. Well, no, he, he <laughs> sent us, he sent us a picture. He's in a New York cafe in Europe and what a waste. I mean, oh, so oh. <laughs> that, that almost Why makes sense. Why would you go to a New York cafe in Hungary? So, uh, all right, so we all know my name is Jonathan. Um, and when me and Duncan were in Tokyo together, uh, we went to a breakfast restaurant called Jonathan's Restaurant. Oh, my in Tokyo. Yeah, and it, it was so weird. It had, like, an American menu and a Japanese menu. And obviously, we didn't get the American menu, but it was, like, it was very clearly, they were like, here's some American food. You want some bacon and eggs and biscuits? And then while we're sitting there eating this mysterious black vegetable on top of breakfast rice and with a uh, soft-boiled egg, and we were like, yeah, American breakfast is better. Oh, big time. Oh, way better. Uh, I mean, the Japanese food as a whole, I love it. I love it, and it's very different. I mean, like, I appreciate it more than American food, but breakfast... I mean, sorry, the rest of the world, but we have it. 
We have oh, yeah. the breakfast. Nothing like a gun, bacon, and eggs for breakfast. Gun, bacon, and <laughs> eggs. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, That's all day. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, Duncan's in Europe for another uh, another week. Um, he's. I think he's going to miss, like, six episodes, but that's okay. Um, so, this week, we read JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1, Phantom Blood. Or Phantom's Blood? Phantom Blood. Yeah. Um, Phantom that's 44, Blood. It, it was 44 chapters, and uh, TLDR uh, is, after growing up as adoptive brothers, Jonathan Joestar and Dio Brando are set in an eternal clash. Dio, a monster of the night transformed by an ancient stone mass which unlocks amazing powers of the brain. And then there's Jonathan, along with his mentor Zapelli, Baron Zapelli. They use an ancient technique known as Hamon, Hamon Rice. Hamon Hoey. Um, which uses the power of sunlight to destroy the evils of the night, like Dio. Ultimately, Dio is defeated, but not all the way dead. He ends up surviving and stows away on a ship where Jonathan and his new wife are traveling to America. Uh, in one last epic battle, Jonathan is ultimately killed and decapitated, or, and a decapitated Dio sink to the bottom of the ocean. Jonathan's wife, however, escapes with a baby, uh, and I think she's also pregnant. Either way, the Joe Star name lives on, because um, there was just so much that happened. I didn't know how to TLDR it, so I figured I'd just skip all the adoptive brother stuff, except for that one line. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's probably what we're going to talk about, I would say, mostly, aside from mm-hmm. just powers and stuff. I mean, is the adoptive brother stuff, because, uh, well, actually, Tim, in, I think it's about 10 words, but would you allow me to do a, D- a TLDR real quick? Oh, by all means. Okay. Uh, here's your TLDR, uh, folks. We meet Jonathan. We meet Dio. Dio is very, very evil. That's probably it. The most evil character. Yeah, probably the most evil character we've read about. He's so, so fucking evil. He's so evil. Who hurts a the dog? First, the, so the first uh, thing Duncan has on his notes that he sent me is all caps. Fuck Dio. <laughs> <laughs> um. He has him as Hitler levels of despicable. <laughs> I don't know about that, but he did he did kill a dog. He burned a dog alive and then kissed another dude's girlfriend, which I think the dog is worse. I think the dog's worse all day. And I but doubt he did force hit- himself on that girl. He force kissed her and you know then she what? washed her mouth out with mud. Because he's I'm, Dio. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out here. Some some people want you to kiss their significant other. No one wants you to kick their dog. You know what? That is true. We don't kink shame here on this podcast, but we do shame you if you kick dogs. If you kick or dogs. burn them alive. And if, if you, you don't share dogs. the sentiment of dogs, and if you are an asshole to dogs, stop listening to our podcast. We don't like you. We don't want you. Yeah, we don't want we you. We would. I legitimately don't like you as a person if you don't <laughs> like dogs. I mean, you, you can you can accept that you don't like dogs and just kind of steer away. But at first point, if you ever have harmful intent to a dog, I don't like you. And I will probably hurt you. <laughs> if you hurt one of my dogs. Oh, yeah. You um, come near my dogs, I will fucking murder you. I mean, I will not, not, I will not clear that. That's not a threat. It, it's imminent, it. imminent domain. Don't come to my house. Redacted. 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 <laughs> Look, we can make petty petty threats all we want. Just, you know, for legal sense, um, we all uh, have a right to defend ourselves and our property and our dogs. So, and our dogs. Anyway. <laughs> especially <laughs> our dogs. 
Anyway, yeah, so this is truly the first. So right out of the gate, I don't even know why this dude, like, if I were Jonathan, now granted he was a kid when this happened, but as soon as Dio steps out of the carriage and the dog, Jonathan's dog starts running up to him and Dio just absolutely knees it in the face so hard that blood and teeth come out, I would have instantly ran to my dad and been like, Dad, what the fuck? And if and if he did do that, then what the fuck is wrong with Jonathan's dad, who's just like, now my son, he might have hurt your dog beyond repair, but I did make a promise to a man who was robbing me that I would take care of whatever he needed. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the problems in this in this manga are because of George Joestar, Jonathan's father, just being an idiot. I mean, what yeah. I love about JoJo is the fact that you can, when you talk about it, all of it sounds insane. It all it all makes no sense. <laughs> it it yeah. makes sense when you read it, but then when you talk about it, it sounds nuts. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> it is nuts. It's on a different plane of like uh, any bit of creative liberties. Like it's yeah, it's on another plane. And it, so, if you think about this, so how many chapters would we say? I don't know how many volumes, but we'll just estimate how many chapters of JoJo exist right now. Oh my god. Well, it's got to be I don't know. Hundreds. It's got to be hundreds, maybe close to 500. Um I think that none of that would have ever happened from a storytelling side if Jonathan would have just been like, "Dad, Dio kicked my dog. Please get rid of him." Yeah. <laughs> like so, I I feel just, like it wouldn't have happened. Little- Here's a little rundown because I was too lazy to do the math. This was 44 chapters. The next iteration, 69 chapters. Nice. Uh, nice. Part Part three is 152 chapters. Part four is 174. Part five is 123, and part six is 75. Are we getting close to One Piece numbers? Not even a little bit, dude. That is that's, nowhere near a thousand. That's like, like 700. It's a, it's a good couple. It's a good couple of hundred. Yeah. Since I'm full of Iraqi fun facts uh, mm-hmm. with this episode, please. Um, since we mentioned how he doesn't talk to, um, like his dad about all this that happened. So, um, Araki actually bases like the villain and the whole dynamic on his sibling used to torment the crap out of him, but no one would believe Araki that that stuff was happening and he would get blamed for everything. So he put that sort of torture aspect into his writing to be like all of this stuff is happening in this world and no one is believing me and you know i how like i think that's what makes dio hit home for so many people Mm because it may not be a sibling but in some way shape or form we i think everybody has been treated unfairly in some regard and then nobody believes them or does anything about it like Uh it is very it's such a very real visceral feeling you know like yeah uh, you know, I I never had this experience with my like sibling, but you know, in school, like you know, the the kid sitting behind you will be like kicking your chair or whatever. And when you finally turn around to tell him to knock it off, the teacher yells at you for talking, and you're like, oh but he goodness, was, and they're yeah. like, absolutely not. Like I, it was, everybody has those experiences. So that I think that's what really, and obviously he's a little cartoonishly evil, you know, burning the dog alive and all this. Oh stuff. Oh my but, god. Um, <laughs> But there is, like, just those everyday things of, like, I'm going to turn all your friends against you. I'm going to make it so that your girlfriend doesn't like you anymore. Um, Yeah. I'm going to turn, you know, even your dad against you by being, like, smarter than you. And and you're going to get frustrated and be worse. I mean, yeah, it's 
it's such just a real feeling that I feel like everybody's been through. That, so yeah, that is Fuck a huge. Yeah, that's a hugely good point because I, I mean, I am not like, I, I feel like almost every successful person out there is like, yeah, hey bullies. I dealt with bullies as a kid, like when I was growing up and stuff. Like I don't think I dealt with bullies at all. Like I mean, I remember like one or two instances where like. There was a problem. You're not successful. I know. I'm not successful. <laughs> That's why you're not successful. You need a bully in your I, life. I needed son. a bully. But you made me think. I mean, you made me think of that. Like there, like I think it was like in middle school. There was a kid that uh, would constantly like uh, push up against the back of my chair and like uh, like push it and like shift the the desk around and shit. And I was the weirdo that wasn't socially aware enough. That uh, I hadn't reached the point, uh, mature-wise, or I guess mentally, or whatever, to where I was like, all right, a good solution here would be to fight him and then get rid of this problem. I (laughs) I decided instead to tell him to stop, and I punched him in the arm. And that was it. And you got detention, didn't you? I, I didn't. I didn't for that. I actually got detention once for just flipping off somebody in a classroom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that that was just one of those funny things where you realize, like, at one point in your life, you weren't socially uh, mature yet, and you couldn't like figure out what other people were thinking. And that doesn't tie to anything that we're talking about. But you made me think of that, and I was like, yeah, I punched a guy in the arm because I was upset at him. That was a really lame thing for me to do. I should have just knocked wow, him out. I thought that was going somewhere. No, it wasn't going anywhere. You just made me think of that, and I just wanted everybody oh, okay. to know that uh, if you have you're, a problem, you're... punch him in the face. Don't punch him in the arm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I, uh... That's not the moral to take from that. <laughs> And as anybody that knows me as an adult, I'm not particularly... I like aggression. I don't know. I like conflict, so uh, <laughs> that, that doesn't really work out with who I am now. You're, but you're really painting the, uh, painting the picture here. Is yeah, it enough to use Hamon on a frog? See, okay, if I had ha- if I had Hamon, which I think that's, that's what I call it, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I would have done a lot of terrible things <laughs> as yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah, most likely. Well, thankfully, Jonathan doesn't get him on as a kid. Um, he gets it as a fully-fledged adult. Well, fully-fledged, he's what, 19? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, I I mean, I'm not going to keep it a secret. Like, we have, like, I at least have watched JoJo. So, like, I knew a lot going into this. And at the beginning, oh, God, of, yeah. at the beginning of the readings, I forgot that they were kids. Uh, because everybody's so, like, fucking buffed up and shit. Like, I, I forgot they were kids, legitimately. I was like, all right, so they're a bunch yeah. of 18-year-olds and shit, but... Yeah, so uh, I just, I want a quick shout-out to uh, Team Four Star, because they do, like, the part one in five minutes of JoJo's, and it's it's very funny. Um, and one of them is, like, when they finally meet up with Dio, and they're like, Dio, Jonathan's like, Dio, how many souls have you eaten? And he's like, how many breads have you consumed in your life? <laughs> <laughs> And he's just like, wait, no, hold on. I meant to say pieces of bread, and then I wanted to go slight. Either way, and then Jonathan's like, well, I don't really eat bread. I mean, look at me. I've been a wall of meat since I was 12. I haven't had a carb in 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Like, he's, When that part came up, that was the only thing I could think of. was like, well, I don't really eat bread. I, I haven't had a carb in 20 years. Oh, man. Yeah, they were some jacked teenagers, dude. 
God. Yeah, it's, you know, unrealistic expectations. Yeah, I mean, just uh, through and through. Like, it just every everything in this manga is so unnecessary. Uh, same thing with the anime. It's just so ridiculously unnecessary, and I love it. That's the, one of the things I love about JoJo is, like, at first, it, it led me away from it, like, years ago when I was watching it. Uh, at first, and then I was like, this is just the whole thing. Everything's completely unnecessary and yeah it's great i actually uh i have like a recurring theme for every single um like part of jojo like every arc i i usually don't like it in the beginning and then i'll go man i can't believe i like i don't like this this isn't where i thought this was going and then i'll go back to it and be like what am i doing this is amazing every single time i do that i (laughs) i did that exact thing i remember thinking that exact same thing when john and i first watched uh part two I was like, oh, this is kind of dumb. Like, all right, whatever, I guess. And then after, like, the first five episodes, I'm like, I'm in. I'm all in. Yeah. And part part yeah. three started. I'm like, uh, okay, I guess I get it. Part three was a big one. Um, spoilers, I guess, for JoJo's part three. But it happens right at the beginning. They get rid of Haman. Like, they introduce, like, this whole new thing. Uh, yeah. Stands and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is fucking dumb. And, like, ten episodes into that, I'm like, this is my favorite part of all of JoJo. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to stick on that too, too long since we're talking about part one. But, yeah, they, and right. you know, like, with our conversations, I still kind of have a little bit of a stick up my ass about that. Um, but, like, it, it's just... It, 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 every single arc. And that we've watched, what, like, five on the anime now? Um, uh... Yeah. Yeah, something like that but everyone oh, yeah. I, i'm in a complete agreement. like you start off you're like all right this isn't great and then you get to the like halfway through and you're like this is the best thing ever yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is amazing i can't wait for more <laughs> i don't know how that keeps happening i yeah. don't know either I, and it's funny because like when i'm i mean i, I don't want to stick with it too long but basically when when stone ocean came out i i was i was watching it and i went I don't like this, but I knew I wouldn't like it. And then, like, partway through it, I'm like, I'm glad I stuck with this. <laughs> yeah, because I love it. Because I knew I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, and speaking of watching it, I am actually bummed Duncan's uh, not around for this particular episode because uh, I said me and John watch it. Duncan watched it with us when we were all together uh, out in California. And... Um, I love Duncan's notes. He says, background, I kind of watched some of the anime a couple years back, but didn't really pay attention and wasn't very interested. And I was like, before we start recording, I'm like, John, wasn't Duncan in the room with us when we watched this? Yeah, and he was. <laughs> and then we we went back on this whole, like, hatred of, like, how Duncan used to act sometimes. Because yeah, he, he would be watching subbed anime, like, with the subtitles, and he'd be on his phone, and then he would look up at you know, moments when we'd react and he'd go, what happened? And I'm like, well, pay the fuck attention. Oh my God. I wanted <laughs> no, to no, beat. He's, he's not even here to defend himself. No, that's, this is the perfect time to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you, if you've listened to any of our banter so far, you know that we hold nothing back when it comes to talking yeah. shit to each other. So, oh yeah, well, he probably, we'll, we'll he get him again. That in on, he probably put that in on purpose, knowing that we would catch it and be like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm looking at his, at his notes from the last episode. I pulled up his notes from the last episode. He did not put up, he didn't put anything. Uh, like that up at One Piece. Granted, he has no background in One Piece, but he didn't. He didn't need to add this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh man, it, it was just it was a funny moment because yeah, right before we started recording, I read that. I'm like, wasn't he like in the room when we all watched this together? Yeah. It does support the whole idea of like it does take a little bit for you to kind of get caught into this. And I understand if anybody's reading along with us, like it, it, I can understand it. Like it's a lot to take in, and it's it's so it different than anything else that you read. Uh, yeah. Or watch like it's just so different. When you think of anime, you're th- uh, when you think of manga, you're thinking an entirely different art style. You're thinking an entirely different setting, and you're yeah. damn sure not thinking like the powers that they have on here. Because I don't know if it's comparable to anything else that I've read. No, as far not like Dio's powers. Um, Hamon is kind of one of those one of those powers where it's like. It's like uh, we just talked about uh, Nen in Hunter yeah, Hunter. Or that's what I was gonna say. Chakra and Naruto, like mm-hmm. it, it's very much like that. But Dio's powers very different than anything we've read yet. Um, I think it's more like he, Twilight than anything else. Yeah, just because they said the word vampire once, <laughs> you immediately go to vampire <laughs> or Twilight. Um, no, I. It, it was funny because. Um, this is probably the most, like, this isn't going to make sense when I say it out loud, but bear with me. The The style of this manga was probably the most similar to, like, an American comic book. Gratuitous violence, out-of-nowhere powers, just craziness. The story is very, like, Eastern Japanese, you know, that's all fine and good. But the style, the shading, the big muscular men beating the crap out of each other, like, that felt very American to you me. You know why? <laughs> It's actually because of how much um, I, I attribute that to how much he actually loves like rock and roll. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, how much he loves the music here and the the, the over the top and yeah, like and that's also in the names too. The references are everywhere. I mean, look at Tarkus, look at Dio, look at uh, Zappelli is Led Zeppelin. I mean, yep. it's it's like everyone. Uh, one of the main side characters is, I don't think they give his full name in the manga for some reason, but his full name is R-E-O Speedwagon. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, his initials are R-E-O, last name Speedwagon, and they just keep calling him Speedwagon after that. But yeah, it's all American artists. Dio is probably the biggest one because mm-hmm. he's the one we see the most of. <laughs> Wait, who is that supposed to be? Dio. Uh, Dio. <laughs> I can't think of who that is. Uh, an artist. Okay, I mean, I honestly I can't. I, like an I actual artist, or are we talking like, like music? an actual oh, musician? Man. Yeah, I'm 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 headbutting the table. No, it's uh, it's actually so he's like, I will call Dio the the Godfather of metal, only because he's the one that created the the holding up the horns for metal. Man, I feel like I should know this. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. I, I'll I send some music either. your way. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure I'll I'm sure I'll make that connection and then people can yell at me later about that. Oh, that's uh, fine. Oh no, it's know. good. It's good. There's so, there's so many references. I mean, I didn't I yeah. it's hard to Tom catch on. Tom Petty. All of them. <laughs> Tom Petty. Tom, Tom <laughs> Petty was the funniest one. I love the Tom Petty uh note cuz it's just, it's like it's so clearly like, you know, Tom Petty, but <laughs> it's Oh yeah. yeah, it's great. I, it, it's all it's it's one big love letter, like Nate said, to his love for rock and roll and uh, American culture and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, and it comes through very well. Uh, I also just the, the first time reading this, or I, I I watched this first, right? I watched JoJo's first, 
And at first I was like, eh, this is kind of a mediocre, you know, whatever, like we just said. Uh, but what got me was just the absolute over-the-top gratuitous violence. It is out of nowhere, it is sudden, and it is freaky after a minute. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, the one moment that got me was um, when Dio first transforms and that one cop is standing near the window like, where'd he go, where'd he go, where'd he go? And Dio's hanging on the ceiling and just cleaves his head, like the top of his head off. And I'm just like, oh, my God. That was, oh, boy. We are, oh, this is for real now. Like, this is bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was that was the moment where I was like, oh, shit's getting real. Oh, Dio yeah. It was just so evil, dude. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, all right. So I didn't make that connection. And I guess since I just uh, exclaimed it, uh, Dio has the song Holy Diver. That makes sense. That I know who we're talking about now. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, so I mean, my whole thing this is just the fact that Dio is going to be so evil. I mean, from the burning the dog, the ch- lopping the guy's head off. Um, kissing Arena, but like it, it's such kind of like a high school mentality, right there. Though, like it, it, you think that that's gonna be the thing that sends uh, Jonathan over the edge, which to be fair, kind of did. It, it, it affected did. him in a, in a little bit of a way. Yeah. Um, I what so before we move on too far in the story, I want to hit on one specific panel when uh, Jonathan so. If we haven't covered it and you didn't already pick it up, uh, Jonathan meets Arina. She brings him some grapes while he's, I don't know, next to a tree complaining about how life is. Um, and they fall in love and stuff. And then they they go to this uh, amusement park at one point because they're, you know, having so much fun together. And there is one specific scene where they're sliding down a giant slide. And I'd like to make a note that this is in the 1800s, and it's very clear that that slide is made of wood. And that... <laughs> Ow. <laughs> That's a wooden slide. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible time. Well, it could be, like, really well uh, glossed. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just, that's You're really, really rolling the dice on that one. I would not slide down wood. That's oh, true. Oh, man. I... <laughs> Oh, butt splinter. Um, I can't imagine that just getting a, a fucking splinter lodged straight through your asshole. <laughs> or, no, 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 not your asshole. That's not what I meant. Uh, butt cheek. But either way, I guess it's. I mean, I, I, I mean, both would hurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm both just going to go out on a limb here and say, let's just hope it doesn't snag your balls. Yeah. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah, I made it down the slide, but I left my nutsack at the top of the slide. <laughs> oh, no. What? There it is. Oh, God. Stuck right there in the middle. You oh, thought... that guy's going down face first. Uh, hopefully, Dio Hamon has my can heal this. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you lost your nuts, and you were wondering where they went. But it was I, Dio, who had your nuts the entire time. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. Biggest thing. This whole manga is just meme fodder. There's so many memes at, at, on almost every panel. Like one of my favorites is when um, after the first fight with Dio and the and the Joe Star Mansion burns down. This is before Haman's introduced. You know, Zapelli shows up, gives Joe Star uh, Jonathan Joe Star some Haman so he can heal his right arm. And the first thing he does, it's like smash cut to his arm being okay. He just picks up a rock and he goes, "I can even hold this boulder." 
<laughs> I don't know why, but it's just the dumbest fucking thing in the world. This giant, jacked-up dude just being like, I can even pick up this rock. <laughs> this just, is the limit of power. This is this is the height of luxury. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Oh, oh my god, I love it so much. And again, I blame uh, shout out Team Four Star for a lot of my internal laughing. So like when Jonathan decides that or figures out that Dio's poisoning his father, and Dio's like, "Yes, I'm poisoning your father." And in Team Four Star's thing, Jonathan goes, "But he's my one and only father." <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's, oh my god, it's so good. And also, just, you know, more uh, evilness towards Dio. Uh, poisoning the guy who literally gave you everything. And then just being like, yeah, I'll kill him now. Fuck it. Nah, you know, he's, sure, he's surely written me into his will by now. Like, eh. He's that's, so evil. He's just so evil. He's Disney evil. I, that's if, true. Man. I, I don't know. if Disney better not animate kicking the dog. <laughs> no, I don't mean like their animation evil. I mean like just corporation evil. <laughs> oh! You know someone who works at Disney is kick the dog. I mean, come on. I mean... I mean, it was probably Walt. It was probably Walt Disney when he was creating it was the Roy, whole thing. It was Roy motherfucking Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that man drop a bow on a dog once. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I love JoJo. I love JoJo so much. It is so much fun. I I will say I did have one major complaint throughout the whole thing. Keep it to yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, my my biggest my biggest complaint was this is much more this is a series that is much more fun to watch than it is to read, um, because when you watch it, you get the colors, the shadows, the you know the Japanese characters floating off to the side of the screen that say menacing and um, just the different reactions all in real time. It is very much a fun anime to watch, and it's still a fun manga to read because the art. I mean, it is. Like scene for scene, very similar. I don't think they changed a lot in translation to between the two, but without like you know all of the colors there or you know seeing some of these moments in motion, it kind of lose for me. It lost some of the excitement. I I think it's time for another fun fact. The reason that yeah. it's so fun in the anime is there's actually another French reference there, I believe. Um. Some of those times where you just see all the colors shift to just not natural colors, like the sky is yeah. red and things like that. That's actually because yeah. it's it's an art style that is all of the colors change to the emotion. And I see. I think that that just like it, it rings so true watching it that you're just like it, th those times where they're shocked and the entire sky is just a different color and, and everybody's mm. posed crazy and you're like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah lost it's just, in it. It's great. Yeah, like I said, it's it's a very fun anime to watch, and again, still a fun manga to read. I, I I absolutely loved it, but there were definitely some times where the words on the page kind of took up most of the illustration. You're just kind of like, oh, I gotta read a lot, and then try to look at the pictures of what's happening here. It's just a guy walking towards another guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's approaching me. I I yeah. think I think for a bunch of guys that. Um, 
already have an appreciation for JoJo. Uh, we're a little bit more optimistic to it, but I'm trying to think of like somebody that maybe decided to read this along with us and stuff. Like they might not have been as hooked as if you watch the anime and I'm not saying the manga is bad in that regard, but uh, I mean, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't know if I read the manga up front, if I would have been hooked by it. I think the, the anime just really puts everything together super, super well. And I mean, it, it just, it's humorous, but also like kind of serious at the same time. And it just, the, the moving parts of these ridiculous looking characters uh, yeah. that I think that's what really sets the tone with the actual anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it puts the violence in perspective too. You know, the arms getting broken, heads getting torn off, people getting bisected like poor Baron Sapelli. Um, yeah, just I don't know. I feel like all, seeing it in motion is is very cool. Um, but I would still recommend this manga to everyone. Anyone? Oh yeah, for sure. I I don't know. I'm not a. I'm a first-time reader, but not a first-time JoJo fan, so I, I don't know for sure. Um, but it, it, it'd be impossible. Yeah. I think what I what I hold to is, uh, I think the the art style having all those hard edges and being able to see the depths of emotion definitely definitely hold to, like like the scene near the end with arena and jonathan and i'm like oh man this is still this is even reading it's still pretty heart-wrenching here yeah it's still touching um like i'm, I'm definitely getting the emotion but i i think i i do tend to agree though it, the the anime just just really pushes those emotions further just with all the art style and yeah, the ridiculousness yeah yeah the over-the-topness of all of it and the poses, and like I said, you know, the anime, the Japanese characters writing menacing or, you know, whatever in the background is very, very cool. And it only gets better, obviously, as the parts go on. Um, yeah, I, I um, definitely have a, a, have a soft spot in my heart for JoJo because it is, you know, it's, it's the one I never thought I'd enjoy. <laughs> like we've already said, it's just like, oh, okay, this is okay. Oh, I'm in. I'm 100% in now. <laughs> All right, yeah. I have a, I have a fun question. Um, how did you guys find JoJo? Tim. What? No, yeah, that was my answer. Tim. He, oh. <laughs> he, he made, like, back when uh, we were... Uh, selling pencils or whatever we were doing, um, and we we all lived in a commune together. Um, <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah. Tim made me watch it at one point, and that's exactly the point that Tim was making. It's like, or that I guess we've been making is like I was not into it at first. It 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 didn't take me long, but I wasn't. I would not have found this on my own, most likely. So Tim. Yeah. Tim was the reason I started. And I only watched it once because I think it was right after I graduated high school, I was hanging out with my friend Ty, and he was like, dude, have you heard of this JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? And I immediately thought he was talking about, like, a monkey. Because <laughs> when I hear JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, for some reason I thought circus. I was like, oh, so a monkey or something? Um, and so he turned, he put it on at, at, my, at my house and we watched like the first, I don't know, maybe like the first five episodes of the Phantom Blood, and I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I kind of get it. This was before I was like 
really into anime. So I was kind of like, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I can see it. And then I completely forgot about it until um, years later when I started getting back into anime. I was like, oh, what was that one show that was just really weird? And it was like, it was bizarre and, <laughs> and all this shit. Um, so yeah, Ty is the one who initially introduced me to it, though I didn't nearly appreciate it enough at first. But then... Yeah, I, I eventually, obviously eventually was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> I need more. Um, how, how it happened with me is I actually, uh, I lived in an apartment with Chimpo, and uh, we had both just graduated college. And we were like, okay, well, we don't have all that all that homework or anything to do. Let's like, let's catch up on some anime. And I we were just looking at different ones, and we didn't even watch a trailer or anything. Crunchyroll just had... Uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm like, this art style looks interesting. We watch it and we're going, oh, this is interesting. What is going on? Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? <laughs> and both of us just got like wrapped up in it. And it was it was fantastic. <laughs> just approaching it from knowing absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that's the best thing to do. It's always... Nowadays, I feel like it's hard to do that. To oh, yeah. Jump into a random anime and be like, oh, this is good. Like, you're... It's very tough to do, but... We did that uh, with Kaiju, at least. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thankfully, we've been able to do that with Kaiju so far. And Mashal. Oh, and Mashal, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're what, two for three on good random leaps like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been hearing I've been hearing that people like it when we hate things, so we'll have to go back and read something we hate. <laughs> well, I don't like it when I hate things. I do. <laughs> I yeah. like to hate things sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is not one of them. Except I hate Dio. I mean, I can't, I can't drive this point home hard enough. It just fuck this guy, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, man, yeah, Dio is ridiculously evil, and he's, I, I think he's like the perfect antagonist, just be, or the perfect for a story like this because. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there's not really a rhyme or reason to him being evil. He's just evil, and. He's gonna, he he's to, gonna fuck he you up. <laughs> yeah, he just wants to be rich because he doesn't want to end up like his father, which is like, okay, yeah, fine, but I don't think you have to go to that many lengths. Just get a good job. <laughs> like, just don't be an alcoholic and get a good job, and you won't end up like your father. <laughs> yeah. but instead, I have to poison a whole family. <laughs> I don't want a job. I want to be a vampire. Yeah. Well. The, yeah. <laughs> so the stone mask thing I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, introducing some old ancient Aztec uh, stuff. Um, and then figuring out kind of what the stone mask does, you put a little blood on it, and it, like, props open. And on some people, it, like, pierces their brain and kills them. And other people, like Dio, it pierces his brain and activates, like, a piece, like, the hidden potential in the brain. So, like, everybody has the potential to be this life force draining vampire. Um, but only the mask can unlock it or something. I Yeah, it was kind of dip. I didn't know what to make of it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what's going on with that, and I mean, it. I think the mask thing is uber cool because I mean uh, that that like gives the urge or it gives the need for uh, Jonathan to get like find another power and like get to another level because otherwise Dio. I mean, I guess at this point, Dio probably would have, I don't know, taken over the world or whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Like, uh, I, I'm still not exactly sure what he would have done, but I mean, just aside from being maniacally evil, um, but yeah. that, that brings in the necessity for Hamon, um, 
which is, well, you know, I think it's one of the coolest powers that's out there. Uh, yeah. It's like physical sunlight directly into your veins. Yeah. <laughs> it's, fo- it's photosynthesis. D. That's what it yes. is. It's oh. vitamin D. <laughs> Sunny D punch. <laughs> <laughs> Big D punch. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> um. I thought I didn't. Ha- I thought I had something. I didn't have anything. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think the reason Dio takes my top slot for my favorite villain is because, yes, he does horrible things, but he doesn't make me uncomfortable like uh, <coughs> Hisoka. <coughs> I knew that was where this was going. Yeah, I mean, but it's true. Like they would probably be. Well, I wouldn't say they'd be on par. But as far as like villains go, they would probably be in my top five uh-huh. uh, together. But Hisoka just weirds me out to yep. the point where I'm like, I can't support this guy anymore. But it, and not like I support Dio in the sense of like, yeah, go Dio, kill that dog. Um, but as far as like what makes a good villain, like I said it on our uh, Facebook post a couple you know weeks ago, that was like, you know, what do you guys think makes a good villain? Uh, Frieza and Dio are my top two villains of all time in yeah. anime. Um, they're very similar. <laughs> they're very similar. Frieza just didn't have a dog. If Frieza had a dog, it would be, well, long dead. Uh, but they would be on par with each other if Frieza ever had a dog. That's true. Uh, I, I think a good a good villain is either one of two things. It's either someone that is so bad that you love them, or they're so bad that you absolutely hate them. Um, I, I think it's one of those two things, because, like, I... I think Dio, like, from time to time, he's one of the two things. He's either somebody, like, in the later editions, like, he's somebody that um, you love because he's just so evil and so cool. Whereas, like, Hisoka, uh, or even Dio at the point of where he hurts the dog, like, you fucking hate him. Like, you fucking hate him. And then Hisoka, when he's just being a straight-up creep, you hate him. (laughs) You You hate him. That's fair. I think I think here's what I need to do to like just for in case anyone didn't didn't read and we're just hear us rambling about how evil he is. I'm just gonna put a couple of things in here. So we we mentioned him poisoning uh, the father, right? Yep, yep. That Kicking took him the, in as a child. Yes, that took him in as a child. He kicks a dog, burns the dog, but also not only did he steal the kiss from Arena Pendleton, he also faked being. Jonathan's friend for seven years. That's true. Yeah, there is there is one point. I think it's after the death of the dog. Danny, by the way, is the dog's name. Um, uh, R.I.P. Danny. Dan, uh, reference to Danny Boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, it was after that, and it kind of flashes forward, or not flash forward, but it jumps forward seven years, and they're in a rugby match together, and they're like friends, and they're like. You know, hey man, we could like Jonathan. You know, I think Dio scores the winning goal and uh, in a rugby match, and and Jonathan's praising him, and Dio's like, "Hey, I couldn't have done it without you." That's what makes us great pals. And everyone's like, "Yeah, they're the all star, you know, the dynamic duo." And you're like, "Oh, okay." So they patch things up, and then almost instantly, Dio has like an evil monologue about how he's still working to poison everybody. <laughs> it's just like, crazy. Well, fuck, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's also another part I forgot when they were having a uh, they were having a boxing match, and then he shoves his 
thumb into uh, Jonathan's eye. Yeah, very illegal move. Don't ever do that in a very. boxing match. <laughs> yeah. Um, surprised that dude still has an eye. I don't care how big your muscles are. If you get a thumb in your eye, that shit's coming out sometimes. Like, pop that shit. Thank you. Oh, very <laughs> nice. Very nice. Very good pop. Good pop. Yeah, it was a great uh, pop. Yeah, so that Vito <laughs> is just a despicable fucking guy. And then, I mean, do we want to skip all the way to the boat scene as far as like... I mean, we might as well. We're just jumping the fuck no, around. I have... Actually, no. I have one more, even more evil thing he does after he's already a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is he's turning people into his servants. And there is a woman who goes to his lair, I guess, and begs him not to convert her child into a monster. Her and her child. She goes, take me, don't take my baby. He's like, I don't think you want that. And she's like, no, I'm begging you, I'm begging you. He's like, well, don't ever say I didn't do anything for you. So he converts her, knowing instantly that her monster brain inst- like turns and eats her own baby. And I'm just like, well, that was despicable. Granted, <laughs> she did it, but he knew exactly what was going to happen. And he was just like, okay, you asked for this. I'm like... What an asshole. Wouldn't you like, rather me kill your baby than you kill your baby? Right. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm just, oh, God. It was just, that whole scene, I was like, oh, that's that's a bummer, man. I mean, she doesn't know what she's doing at, at that point because she's converted into this evil thing. But he knew the whole time. Like mm-hmm. He just knew. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so bad. And, yeah, I don't know. I do... On a positive note, I do like how um, it wasn't like your stereotypical vampire where he's like biting necks and stuff like that. Instead, he can like insert his whole finger into like your veins or something and then Which drain sounds, that way. That mm-hmm. sounds rather painful. Oh, I'm sure. It, it looked painful. Remember when he was like toying with jo- uh, Jonathan's carotid artery between his fingers? Oh, yeah. And he's just like manip- He's like moving it around. He's like, that's a pretty nice carotid you got here, Jonathan. And I'm just like, oh, that's skin crawly stuff. Oh, please man. get out of my neck. Yeah, please put down my vein and my arteries and just get out of my face. <laughs> well, that squicks me out. Yeah, that, ooh, ooh, I don't like the body stuff. I mean, I can deal with, like, gore and horror and stuff like that, but when you start getting anatomically correct on me, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I'm, like, medical gore, I am not a fan. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, I think uh, before... Oh, yeah, you go ahead. I was just going to lead right into the end of it. I mean, you know, the sure. spe- like evil stuff, like, he just won't stop. Uh, yeah. At any point, and I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't want to. I know we've already hinted towards it. Like, I, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but I mean, that's Dio's whole thing. He will never stop. He yeah. will never ever stop. And He'll so, stop. I, I mean, he's he, a head in a jar at the end of this. Um, yeah, <laughs> and he just is still like. So, after their big fight, right? For those who didn't read, like you know, you. Excuse me. You should have been. You should have been reading along. Um, otherwise, these Ooh, conversations shit. make no sense to you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, roast them. Um, roasted. Uh, <laughs> boom, roasted. Uh, after their first big fight and Jonathan gets like the da- the killing blow, I air quoted that, uh, Dio decapitates himself so that way the Haman doesn't destroy his brain. And as an undead creature, he can live as just a head. And forces that horribly cartoonish Chinese person to carry him around in a jar. And then they get on the boat. 
where Jonathan's on his way to America, and as a f- as a freaking head tries to kill Jonathan, and he's like, I respect you for defeating me this far. You will make a great body for me. And I'm just like, what in the fuck is up with this guy? Yeah, he's just apparently has 20-foot veins coming out of his skull. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I can't stand that. I also can't stand the image of him shooting laser beams for the first time where he, like, it's like super condensed moisture, right, coming out of his eyeballs. Um, He's crying. He's crying. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. He like Dude. splits his he splits his iris open to do it, and I'm just like, oh, no, stop. Yeah, Ooh, I'm getting the heebie willies just thinking about it. Uh, so gruesome. Yeah, it, he, he oh, just so won't bad. stop. And, he, and yeah, he's like, I hope you enjoy being my eternal host the, to Jonathan. Jonathan. He's just trying to go to America, dude. He's just trying to go on a honeymoon, dude. He's I'm like, on a cruise ship, damn it. Yeah. So he does what every rational man would do in that situation. He just lights the whole fucking boat on fire. Yeah. <laughs> He's and just like, yeah, whatever. I, you know what? We're all going down here. Yeah, um, and, and that was one thing I wanted to hit, and I, I'm trying to find the dialogue but uh, between it. But, like, Arina wanted to die on the ship with him, with the baby. And then he was like, that's kind of a dick move. If no, you, no, no. She didn't. She didn't have the baby yet. I mean, she might have been pregnant at that moment. I'm she not was sure. Holding a but baby she, in her arms. Yeah. I thought she was. I thought they didn't. I thought that the baby was what made her decide that. Okay, yes, I have to get off this ship because the mother of the baby like accidentally walked in and Dio killed her. She dropped her baby and then Irina picks it up and is like. And Jonathan's like, for the sake of the baby, please get out of here. Uh, you're, like, you're, okay, you're you're right with that. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I think I think at this point, uh, well, yeah, she's holding a baby that is not hers, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, 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 that's right. Okay. Yeah. Either and, way, like said, she was really... She wanted to, yeah, she was ready to die. With the baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad we, like, touched on it, though, because I, I just thought it was funny that it's like, I'm going to die here with you, Liv's. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. I always screw that up. <laughs> oh, okay, here it is. Yeah. Oh, she was pulling like uh, the standard 1800s damsel in distress, and she was like, oh, this is too much. Uh, I'm not going to do that the whole time. Um, <laughs> you, you fucking peed. Uh, she's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. She's like, you want me to take this baby girl and escape? Sob. Such heroism so, feels cruel to me. My last wish is to die together with you. And she's like, yeah, fuck the baby. I'll die with you. And, sure, and, but it wasn't her yeah. baby. So, I mean, I guess. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. And Yeah, I don't know. Fuck don't know. the baby. Dude. That's the title of the episode. Fuck the no, baby. No, no, no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Redacted. <laughs> That's why you don't edit these. <laughs> um, but I make the description. I th- oh yeah. no! I think um, I think hey, the John, only a Spotify login. <laughs> you have it. I think the only other thing I wanted to like make sure we touched on was yeah. um, the King of Loyalty Speedwagon. Oh um, my God! Ride or die. Yeah, I I think that it was just like so. This happens when Jonathan is trying to get the antidote for the poison for his father, and he gets jumped. Was he in? Was he in France? Where was he when he got jumped? No, he was. No, he was in England. He was okay. in. Um, 
He was in the bad side of England where uh, That's right. Jack the Ripper was active. Ah, yeah. So he, uh, so you know, Mister Hat Buzzsaw jumps him, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually a historically accurate thing. Gangsters back then, if you've ever seen Peaky Blinders, you know. Hell yeah! They just keep razor blades in their hat. Yes, I, I don't think they fly like boomerangs, but they do no, keep they razor don't... blades in, the, in their hands. <laughs> no, that was that's an animeism, but yeah, no, they did. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that is a, that is a cool historical fact, though. Um, yeah, and yeah, so Jonathan wins over Speedwagon's heart by like you know, catching this hat and being like, "This is for my father." And, <laughs> and, D- and Speedwagon's like, I never knew my father! <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, it just becomes, like, the best narrator ever. Oh, God, <laughs> I know. Speedwagon talks so fucking much. That, whoever does the voice for Speedwagon in English and Japanese, I hope they get, like, double pay. Because they narrate everything. Oh, Not yeah. even, like, as a voiceover. Like, it's happening in front of us, and Speedwagon has to look at the camera and go, here's what just happened. And we're like, we know, dude. Can we, it's like, can we move on? <laughs> it's like anything Jonathan does, and it's just Speedwagon with that meme of, like, the dude looking at the camera with his mouth like, oh my god, and points back behind him. Yeah. Did yeah, you see that? Like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he is loyal. He has absolutely no reason. After that interaction, after helping him get the poison, he has no reason to go back there. And especially after seeing what Deal becomes, he has no reason to stick around. He's just like, well, I got mixed up in this, so I guess I'm in it now. Like, he could have left at any point. He could oh, have. Yeah. But, but he, he didn't leave, and he didn't. he's still wanna... here. I do want to point out one fucked up thing about Speedwagon, though. He's insanely loyal to Jonathan. Um, he was very much ready for Zapelli to die. Because uh, literally, Zapelli's corpse isn't even cold yet, and Speedwagon takes his hat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that, but like, no! we had the death scene, and then the next page, Speedwagon is wearing Zapelli's hat. And I'm sure it's like, oh, it's an homage because they were friends or whatever. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was waiting for him to die because he wanted that hat. <laughs> <laughs> he took his top hat and it looks great but he was ready for it reo my hat yeah reo my hat bitch <laughs> he's like oh yeah i'm wearing it to honor his memory but i really just love this hat it's like i'm doing it to honor his memory meanwhile zapelli goes wait no i think i can i think i can keep Keep nope nope no that is no, my no, head. No, no, no. You're dying. <laughs> dust the hat off and walk away. Yep. Yep. Nah, you're dead, son. No, no. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna make it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another uh moment where I wasn't a hundred percent sure what to make of it at first, and I still kind of don't, is when um he was fighting uh not Tarakus, the little the swordsman with the hair. Uh, yeah, the I forget his name. It was Warrior, like the the Blue Warrior or something like that. Um, Bruford, yes, uh, Bluford. Um, he was fighting him. Jonathan was fighting Bluford, and it's like a even fight. Ultimately, ends up winning the respect of Bluford to the point where he actually like converts him. He's this evil monster controlled by Dio and then he like gains free will after being infused with hormone and all this stuff and he goes and you know Blueford's eventually dying because now that he's alive he's over a thousand years old or however long it was 
Um, so he's dying, and he gives Jonathan his sword, and he goes, this is my sword, Luck. And then he, I don't exactly remember why, but he goes, this is my sword named Luck. And then he takes his finger full of blood and draws a P, and he goes, now it's your sword named Pluck. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why, why can't he? Why can't he just have a sword named Luck? Why does it have to be Pluck? I don't I don't understand why that is. <laughs> so I'm hoping there's a fun fact in there that someone can tell me. Because like everything else in JoJo, it's completely unnecessary. Yeah. Okay. I you know what? I think I think I just don't have uh I don't have the fun fact for that one yet. Oh, oh man. Well, if we ever find out, I I want to come back to that because I was very much like, oh, cool, his sword named Luck. And he goes, now it's Pluck. And I'm like, I, what? Why? <laughs> Maybe I, there's I some know. translation thing going on there. I don't know. Could have been. I don't know. I remember thinking that in the anime, too, because they don't explain why he names it Pluck. It's just... Or maybe he says that Jonathan's a plucky fighter. I don't know. It's weird. Um, it was very weird, but... I don't know. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't really care all that much. I was just it was one of those moments where I was just like, huh, that was interesting. Okay, well I think I have it and it's it's odd. Okay. Um so the symbolism between luck and pluck is um uh there was Horatio Alger Jr. was an author around the time Jonathan would have been alive and did a series of books called Luck and Pluck. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. So just okay. like, just kind of like a little, just a uh, nod to the author. Yeah, it's kind of Dio represents luck, and and uh, I think Jonathan represents pluck. So it's it's actually like a nod to the the book series. Okay. Yeah. So well, I that is... that's like that's like one of those jokes that gets told, and you just like ah, that went over my head. Yeah. Like, you laugh to be polite, and then you're just kind of like, later you're like, I don't even know why I laughed. I, just, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know who that actor is. I don't even know who that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. It was, but, okay, yeah, that's cool. I, there's, again, it's kind of like, you know, we're reading One Piece, and there's a lot of details in One Piece. But they're all, like, at least within the story. And the historical references are, like, obviously pirates. Um, here, they're just chock full everywhere i mean we talked you know how many like historically accurate things have been going on how many american bands are named and how many now book series are named here in representations honestly the the reason behind the oh is that a jojo reference is because iraqi writes in references everything is a reference reference. Yeah. yeah yeah it's because that references everything it it's yeah that that's why it's like so interesting to pick it up and i mean even like dio f- flying at one point is a reference to a dio song yeah like and you know what i just thought of the name of this episode yes it's a jojo reference uh-huh. that's the name <laughs> okay i like it Yes, this is a JoJo reference. Yeah, we'll just yeah, we'll call it there because I could already tell, knowing our friends, that that question is coming. They'll be like, "Oh, is that a JoJo reference?" Like, yes, the whole episode is a JoJo reference. Oh yeah, this <laughs> entire yeah, actually yeah, we referred to it the entire time. <laughs> We're still referring to it. Yeah, it's still happening. Um, what? Uh, so I don't want to out uh, leave Duncan's notes completely out. One thing I've been scanning through as we've been going, and uh, one thing he said, and to bring back our favorite power scale. All characters have max dunkability. 
Oh. Walls of meat. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, yeah. here we have a reference to uh, they play sports, so they most certainly dunk. Oh, yeah. I mean, we see him boxing. We see him playing rugby. Uh, I think we see Jonathan skipping stones, which may not be a sport, but a skill. <laughs> it is a skill. It's an athletic ability. Yeah, it is an athletic ability, much like dunking. Skip I agree. Their, their, their dunk ability is definitely high, at least for They're all the muscle mans. <laughs> I, I will say there's a tie at the top as far as dunk ability goes of all the characters we've seen so far. And that is um, Mash from Mashal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, simply because he can just do everything. And Nico Robin from One Piece because she could grow hands on the rim and just keep tossing herself basketballs and constantly dunk. So oh, man. Yeah. She doesn't even have to move. She just has to stand there and let all the other hands do the work. So between those two, like those are like top-tier dunk ability. Then after that, we probably have like, you know, Luffy, Jonathan, Joestar, Dio, Arlong, you know, those guys. All right. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to do power dunk ability, but then also just like normal physical prowess dunk ability. So we've got like... Just Arlong and Jonathan are right there. Okay. <laughs> but then skill-wise, we have like Luffy and Nico, uh, or Robin, and uh, Mashal is on the physical side. Oh, yeah, yeah that's I, true. Should, Mashal should be up there then, because that's just physical power. I, I would yep. put him above Arlong. Yep, uh, yep, he's above Arlong. <laughs> <Big time. laughs> there's no, there's no uh, way he can't beat Arlong. He's just so yeah. strong. I'm gonna, he's too strong. I, I need to make a chart. I need to make a scale. Fuck, we gotta make a chart. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Damn it. All Coming right, well, near you, a tier yeah. list. Honestly, tier we'll list? see it. Oh, we need a dunkability tier list. That's what we need to do. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Um, yeah, yeah. We gotta do a dunkability t- tier list. We'll go, because we're in anime terms, we'll go S, A, B, C, D, F. Uh, we gotta keep Mashal at quadruple S. He'll be his own tier. tier. <laughs> <laughs> All well, the tops will be in their own. I I super loved reading Phantom Blood. This I was, do too. This was fantastic. Yeah, this was a fun little this was a fun little thing. So yeah, since yeah, we're kind of run up on it. So yeah, let's go into final thoughts. Um, whoever wants to start, final thoughts. And is this you? Where does part one rank in your? top jojo parts oh um you know what i'll start um yeah i i I really like this i like i said dio is my favorite villain and i'm i'm glad that i'm finally reading the manga because i haven't read it before and it's fantastic i want to catch up so i can come out start reading when the other parts come out um and uh i i think stardust crusaders is my Okay, where does part one fall, though, for you? Mm. Of the uh, six parts that are out, oof. one through six, where does part one fall? Oh, man. That's that's difficult. I... Honestly, even though it's solid, it might be on the bottom. I mean, that's a hell of a list. <laughs> but, but, you know... For people who, for people who, you know, know JoJo, they know how difficult that actually is to say. <laughs> That's super difficult. It it, it, yeah. it might be, it might be 
Next to last. I, I, I don't know. That's 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 rough. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's all right. That's John good. Yeah, all right, that's yeah. Good. So I, yeah, I'm ready for that. So uh, final thoughts. I mean, enjoyable through and through. Um, obviously, Dio is right up there as far as, like, some of my favorite villains. Uh, Hamon uh, is one of the coolest powers that exist out there, in my opinion. Um it's just a fun read, but what I want to lead that into is whether you had fun or not reading it, I would highly recommend you continue because it really, really does only get better from here. Um, and I, I'm in agreement with Nate on that. Like, I think I, and this is a weird thing to say, but I think in all the Jojo, this is on the bottom for me. Like this is on the bottom of the list and I still enjoy it. Oh yeah. But what I will lead you into is part two is my absolute favorite. Oh, it's out there. It's awesome. Awesome. Part two is, yeah, that's my absolute favorite. So if you were on the edge with this, I'd urge you to either watch or read uh, part two. I haven't read part two, but I've watched part two plenty of times. It's my favorite by far. Um, And, and still that's, Still a little bit of a, a, a big thing to say because all of it's pretty good. All like JoJo's just good through and through. So if you just barely hung in there with this one, give part two a try. Definitely recommend. Mm-hmm. Big time. Alright, so I will read Duncan's final thoughts and I'll do my own. Duncan's final thoughts that he sent in. Uh he said and he's kind of the downer in all this. He goes, I was okay with this manga. It was the first one I read that I didn't love, but I didn't hate it either. Because I know the anime adaptation is so much better. I think I got lost trying to imagine scenes in my head like they would happen on screen. Fair point there. Oh, Uh, yeah, that's fair. I would keep reading because it did get pretty interesting at the end, but I think I'd recommend just watching the anime for most people. Um, And again, I didn't get a chance to ask him the question ahead of time because I just thought of it. (laughs) Yeah. So, But if I had to guess, he'd probably be in agreement with you guys. Um, And my final thoughts, uh, these are Tim's final thoughts now, not Duncan's. Um, I... Very much am actually I'm more in agreement with Duncan now. I I did really enjoy reading it though, but I would rather just watch the anime, um, just because the colors, the motion, the music, like everything, you know, like when the um, the battle music kicks in, everything gets real hype. Even the to be continued uh, music, you know what I mean? Like oh when man, everything kind of freeze frames and then it all slides in and the beat. You know the uh, bass riff I'm talking Roundabout about. Roundabout by I, yes. I forgot yes. how good the music is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, you don't get music with the manga. Don't uh-huh. get music with the manga. So, yeah, when Roundabout kicks in at a cliffhanger of an episode, and you're like, fuck. Like, it is, it is amazing to watch. Uh, while I enjoy the manga, I would rather watch this again. And part one. So, I've never watched part six yet, Stone's Ocean. I haven't seen that yet, so I can't rate it. Oh, boy. But of the five, I would say part one is probably my fourth favorite out of the five. Okay. Um, my top would either be Stardust Crusaders like Nate or even Diamond is Unbreakable. Because that was one that I really had to come around on. I, oh, I yeah. did too, but it was it was it got fantastic. I've it, I've watched it, it over so up, many times. It ended up amazing, but I remember even, like I was probably halfway through Diamond is Unbreakable and was like, I don't care about these characters, but here I am, you know. Yeah, uh, liking them the whole way. So no, um, yeah, that's that's where I would go. I would say there's only one that I don't like as much as part one, 
but I've only gone through it once and not really wholeheartedly. So I'll have to try yeah. it again. And and before we close out, uh, for any manga slash anime snobs out there uh, that might be worried about like, all right, well, yeah, if I just watch the anime, then I might be missing stuff. You're not. Like, no, it's, it's exactly it's the same. Yeah, it's a one-for-one, one. at least so far. In part one, it was a one-for-one. One. Yeah, I can't speak to the rest of the manga, but at least in this, it's the same. Yeah. It, there might be a couple more words in here. I don't know, but like, it, you're not missing anything by doing one or the other. The only way you're going to miss something is that Crunchyroll does like a battle, uh, a phantom blood, a part one and part two like movie, where it's like a two-hour... It's like a two-hour movie of part one, so they do cut a lot of uh, unnecessary stuff, but if you were to watch it, you would just probably get bored anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, so. uh, yeah, this is, this is a fantastic beginning to a bizarre adventure. Oh, I love it. Uh-huh. Well, speaking of uh, fantastic beginnings... Um, Nate, you are up on the recommendation list. So next week we're back at One Piece, right? We're doing uh, twenty uh, uh, two eighteen through two thirty six of One Piece next week. But after that, the next non One Piece manga we read, Nate, what do we got? We got Kaiju number eight again. Oh, back to the Kaiju world. I love it. Uh, if you don't like Kaiju, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do uh, let's do chapters twenty one through forty. All right, just stick with 20 chapters. Yeah, because we don't know what arcs are in this series. Yeah. And we're, we're all kind of blind on it, so. We're going to love it. Most likely, yeah, most likely. I, I can't see myself not liking it, so. Oh, that'll be exciting then. So, yeah, again, not next week. That's One Piece again, but our next non-One Piece episode, we're going back to Kaiju number eight, uh, and hopefully it, it maintains its um, uh, quality for us. We yeah, shall hope so. see. We shall see. So, all right. Well, gentlemen, thank you both so much for uh, joining me today and, and uh, sticking it out. Um, Duncan, whenever you hear this, uh, get back soon and uh, safely. And don't everyone get else, abducted. Thank you. Yeah, don't get abducted. Uh, and everyone else, thank <laughs> you so much for listening to that one time we read manga. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Like us on Spotify. Uh, leave us a review on either of those because they both have review systems now. I should have been telling you to do that a long time ago. But anyway, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>